0: Angie for Breakfast.
1: Are you accidentally here or did you definitely stop by for extra energy for breakfast? Either way, hello, I'm Angie from Angie for Breakfast on the Triple M Southwest Signal. It goes on air like 6 till 9, Monday to Friday. I have a lot of laugh. I play some excellent music. But now, thanks to technology. I've been trying my hand at putting a bit of a podcast together and I tell you what, I'm really enjoying. It's a challenge for me. I'm not going to lie. It's a very different technique of presenting stories, I suppose, or editing than live radio is. So it's definitely a challenge, but um, I hope you're enjoying the journey as much as I am. We're learning along the way. I tried something different last week. I sort of did an in-depth interview with Don Punch, who is the member for Bunbury, but he's also a minister for the Labor Party now as well. So we talk about some wider state issues as well as some Bunbury-specific ones, especially regarding our rough sleepers at the moment. So if you didn't catch that but you would like to, well, it's the last one on the list. But this one is a massive mashup of some Seriously, Southwest content. I mean, I'm talking to the Southwest Superintendent of the Police. You might be surprised at what we dig up there. We're also talking about a couple of events that are coming up. Uh, The Donnybrook Apple Park is open again. And Dr. Robin Morris from BSW Connect, which is a business support organization in the Southwest, about the Southwest Business Awards. So what can I say? This is local loaded And I would love for you to tell me if you're enjoying these or if you would like me to spice things up a little bit if you need a little bit of extra from me. You know where I am. You can find me on the interwebs, or you can call me in the studio, or just hit me up on the old Instagram. My Instagram handle is unofficially Angie. I'll explain that one one day. We shall start with my signature good news story. I do good news every day at 10 past six. It's a religious moment for me. And this was from this week. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Well, actually, this might be a bit self-indulgent good news, but every time I chat to people, they always get excited about it as well. (laughs) So I'm going to talk about whales in Geograph Bay again (laughs) because I'm obsessed. So my friend has been doing some research for Geograph Marine Research, and yesterday he was able to observe not one but two blue whales about 300 metres apart throughout the bay. Um, It it, the the drone footage that he's got is beautiful. I'm going to hit him up and see if I can please share it on Triple M Southwest. So keep an eye out for that. I just think blue whales are amazing. And I grew up in West Australia basically my whole life, and I just didn't know they were off our coast. So it's still very much novelty for me. And so I thought I'd give you a little bit of uh, info about the elusive blue whale. So I've told you before, largest animal known to have ever existed, including the dinosaurs, they're massive. They're like 30 metres long and they're giant. And what I find fascinating is that you can miss them in the ocean because the ocean is so incredibly big. Something else that I have found out is that you can quite reliably measure a blue whale's age by the earwax buildup that it grows throughout its life. So you can tell how old a blue whale is by earwax. I kind of love that a lot. They're amazing. And if you haven't ever seen one like me, well, now's your opportunity. They're swimming around in the bay just off the southwest coastline. And to me, that is always a bit of a source of magic. So thank you once again for letting me tell you Blue whale, whale related stuff for my good news story. (laughs) If you've got something else for me, come all ears because I don't have earwax build up in them.
0: Angie for breakfast.
1: I am here with two former students of Bunbury Senior High School, James Jarvis and Sarah. Henderson. Henderson! We need to get very excited about it, but we need excitement in doses. So let's start with what is the Thousand People Project?
2: Okay, it's a crazy idea um, to attract a thousand people back to school, ex-students, ex-teachers, to come along and just sing a song together. Right?
1: Yeah. Now, this is a thing that has happened in the past. There's a thousand people project that I remember where a thousand musicians gathered in a random little town, I believe it was in Italy, and played... Learned to fly by the Foo Fighters to say, Fooies, come and play with us.
2: In our village. And they did. And they did. They cried when they saw the video when it was put together and they said, yes, we will come to your tiny village.
1: So this is the thing that other people have done. And James, you're very passionately behind this project. Why do you want to do a thousand people project for Bunbury Senior High School?
0: Well, that's a really good question, Angie. And I think the answer is that we've created an alumni, a graduate society at Bunbury Senior High School. And uh, really, we want to promote and get some interest in that. And uh, one way of doing that is a 1,000 People Project. And what better way to do it than get up on the hill and sing a really good song? We, we're not trying for Queen, but, you know, maybe one day. We're we'll totally Queen.
2: trying for Queen. Oh,
0: okay. We're trying <laughs> for Queen.
2: Well, I was going to say, we've, uh, there's
1: a particular song that is uh, being sung. We'll get to that. Like I said, we're going to get excited about this in bits. So that's yep. the 1,000 People Project. That's why we want to do it at Bunbury Seniors a High School. Now I need to know... What we all need to know, what day, who,
2: where, all the jazz. Okay, so it's December. We've got a couple of months, people, so now is the time to register and... If you come to the school, it's going to be December the 3rd, it's 5pm, so you can take some time to have a look at the school, reunite with any of your buddies that are coming along, and then you'll take placement uh, at that beautiful heritage building. So if you know what it looks like, it's two-storey, it's uh, 102 years old. We're going to have singers and musicians upstairs in the arches, downstairs on the veranda. Uh, all throughout the front of the school in different areas, depending on whether you're singing or you're bringing an instrument. Um, And then at sunset at 6.40, something I believe it is, just as the sun dips over the ocean, we will sing the song together. And we'll have drone coverage and media team, and we can get to all of that and who's doing it. Um, But we want you all back, ex-students and ex-teachers.
0: How awesome is that?
2: Well, it's
1: amazing, except I'm not invited, and the song (laughs) is this one i have got to have myself, myself for a good, good time. She's so no, not coming. You <laughs> have managed to choose yeah. my very, very, I think, number one favourite song on the entire planet, right?
0: I think that she's you know, people, that be fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, um, there is definite scientific statistics that I'm not going to pull out of the top of my head that shows that people that get involved with stuff and sing are just happier people.
2: yes. Yes. Yep, I agree with that totally. I think it's going to be a wonderful reunion of all ex students to come together and just do something almost pointless, just for fun, to come and sing with no agenda and there'll be people aged between 18 and a 98, hopefully, just for that reason, to come and have some fun together.
1: Now, what was it like going to school at Bunbury Senior High School? I've always wanted to ask somebody because if I had gone to high school there, I would have got nothing done with that
2: view.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's a pretty common... Yeah, response. Yeah, yeah. Looking I, I, out over the ocean.
2: I think James, you'll remember better than I did. Can you help?
0: <laughs> well, looking out over the ocean. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I remember doing that a lot, uh, and uh, it was a fantastic school to be at. Though um, the the views are amazing, but also the um, I, I think just the 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 experience of going through with a group of other um, students was was fantastic and great memories.
2: Sarah, who was your favourite teacher? My favourite teacher was. Mr. Dave is English. Why was he so great? He was brand new out of uni, not much older than us, but he was excited, enthusiastic. English was my favourite anyway. And he only retired three years ago. Oh, wow. Yes, and I'm 53. So he had an enormous career at Bunbury High, an amazing teacher. And James?
0: Uh, sorry, Demo, but it was Mr. Washbourne.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who is Mr. Washbourne? Uh, he,
0: was, he was the maths teacher and uh, he was very a very serious man and but he um, I think he provided lots of encouragement and lots of support and uh, mm. and he was always really driven in his classes and and yeah, you know, I really appreciated that
1: <laughs> sorry, 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 I got distracted again with the song. <laughs> Um, Well, I mean, it just sounds like such an epic project. I mean, if I was a former Bunbury Senior High School or current student or former teacher, then I would be there. I'll have to be there in the crowd. But what we need to do is we need to get a thousand people signed up. Now, this is going to be on you to get in because there's already 176 people registered. There is only 1,000 spots. We don't care if you're the thousand and first, it's a thousand people project. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So, how do we register?
2: Okay. So, Facebook is the easy one. If you look up the Bunbury Senior High School alumni, that is the group that has allowed me to put on the 1,000 People Project. The 1,000 People Project has its own group. Um, or if you don't use Facebook, you can go straight to Eventbrite, 1,000 People Project, December 3rd. Um, actually, it calls itself Bunbury Senior High School, 1,000 People Project, and it's on December 3rd. So it's straight on to Eventbrite, or you can get through it through the links from Facebook.
1: And you know what? I know there are so many rockers from way back that tune in to Triple M Southwest. So if you went to Bunbury and you don't do any of this Facebook internet nonsense, then you just call me and I will make sure I get your ticket organised for you. One triple three five three. I cannot wait for this event Congratulations, you guys, for dreaming this up. Um, I think watching a thousand people standing on all levels of the Bunbury High School singing Don't Stop Me Now is a moment that no one wants to miss out on. Yep, Agreed. I love it. Thank you so much Thanks, for having Angie. us and
2: spreading the word, Angie.
0: Angie for breakfast.
1: It's going to be beautiful weather over the weekend, I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. And there is a very important occasion that is happening today, and that is the reopening of the Donnybrook Apple Fun Park. And some very important people, like the utmost of VIPs, were able to road test the equipment so they could bring us the news on exactly what this new park is like. I'm I'm Amelia. My favourite thing it's seeing that big marshmallow slide. Really? <laughs> I like the <to> high
3: five. <laughs> it's a good park. My name's Ruby and I'm nine years old. It's really amazing. Mine would probably be the really big tower and how I climb up it because it has lots of sharp corners and it's really fun. The slide is really fun because you do lots of twisties and turnies. Uh,
1: my name is Lockie and I'm eight years old. And, well, eight and a half technically. So, my favorite part about this park is slides honestly and this is my first time being on the news but not for my mum because my mum's been on the news before but I'm scared.
3: (laughs) My name is Riley and I'm six. All the slides and everything two thumbs
1: up. (laughs) All the slides and everything. There you go that's the official adjudication from the revamped Donnybrook Apple Fun Park but go and check it out yourselves and see what you think.
0: Angie for breakfast.
1: Pretty proud of myself this week for getting my booking sorted and going to donate some plasma. It is actually Plasma Awareness Week. So we're going for a human biology lesson to refresh our memories. And I was with the delightful Tegan at the Bunbury Donor Center. Just to remind ourselves exactly how easy it is to save a whole lot of lives. And, uh, yeah, I was pretty proud. Just doing my bit, saving lives. Call me a hero, whatever. Um, But this is the crew that do it day in, day out. Tegan, thanks so much for having us today. No worries. Thanks for coming in. Did my plasma behave? Did my veins? Uh, I think you behaved
4: once we gave you a softer ball to fondle, but...
1: (laughs) This is a breakfast radio program. (laughs) Anything that gets people in the door. (laughs) It is Blood Plasma Awareness Week. So can you please make us aware of blood plasma?
4: (laughs) Um, So plasma is basically the liquid stuff, the yellow stuff in your blood that carries like your really important proteins um, and defensive antibodies around. Um, So we love plasma so much because we can turn one bag into 18 products. So it's in massive demand in the hospitals. So we'll send about 2,600 bags of plasma to West Australian hospitals um, each week. And we can turn that into
1: 18 different products to help heaps of different people. So that's why we love it so much. I mean, when I had a look on the website to see what it turns into, it's things like like tetanus. Are people getting tetanus a lot? <laughs> um, it's more that we
4: can create so many different products that can help people when they need it. So we'll use it for things like trauma, for cancer patients, for burns victims, for people who have different immunodeficiencies. Um, Like there's so many different things they can use it for to help people. So heaps of different
1: uses. While I was um, sitting there um, getting my plasma taken, we we were musing on the fact that someone sat down once and went, hmm... I need to give somebody else blood, so let's figure out a system to get blood from one person to another. And then to take it that step further by looking at what plasma can do, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah,
4: there's so many smart people out there who are like so dedicated to wanting to help others i mean even on the other end of it we've got donors who have done over 400 donations and will not miss an appointment every two weeks so like there's so many amazing people out there who are who are trying to help which is just incredible and yeah on top of that you've had some awesome person who sat in the lab somewhere and went what can we do with this and oh there's 18 different things we can do like that's just so cool
1: Um, I've got uh, a fella in Bridgetown who calls up all the time. G'day, Robert in Bridgetown. Um, He comes to the Bunbury Donor Centre and when he comes to the Big Smoke, he does all of his other bits and pieces. But the reason for coming here is to donate blood and it's so amazing when people prioritise it. So what do you think is the number one takeaway if someone has has been a bit hesitant or keeps forgetting to book their appointment?
4: Um, Well, definitely that you know that you get to put your feet up for a period of time and help other people. Like, I think a lot of it is your phobia of not having done it before. People are concerned that it might be a really technical or horrible, painful procedure. Like it's not that phobia is, is a lot in your head that movies might, you might see someone on movies doing it. It seems a lot scarier than what it is like come down and see us. We're really not vampires. We're really not scary. Um, It's just, like we're always in need of more plasma that demand in the hospitals is huge so really it takes an hour of your time just to save potentially 18 lives is like the best form of volunteering you could possibly do
1: and i mean that's pretty good time management for me you know 1 hour 18 people lives saved you know bingo how many lives have you saved this week just drawing all this blood <laughs>
4: yeah we've we've had a few people through the door this week so <laughs> but we still do have at least 70 appointments open for next week so if people have been thinking about it like come on down and see us we've also got great snacks so
1: Oh, the snacks are amazing. You can take as many as you want. And you can take roadies. So what's it to you? An hour of your time that you get to take a book or scroll through your social media with your feet up while people bring you blankets and have chats. Like, it's great. And my recommendation would be downloading the app, the Lifeblood app. It makes it so easy. It's on your phone. It transfers straight into your diary. Like, they've just absolutely nailed it. It. And if you want another reason why you should do it this week, uh, because at the moment they, they've got, um you know, like the bandage they put on afterwards? Well, they've got some arts involved in that. And uh, my bandage was done by Kayleen Whiskey. And she said, giving blood gives life and strong women give life. The night sky of my seven sisters painting shows community. <laughs> Jeff Stewart, the Southwest Superintendent for the Police. Hello, Jeff.
5: Hello, Ange.
1: Last time we caught up, it was the day before Police Remembrance Day. How did it all go?
5: Oh, it was awesome. Uh, it was great. The, we had uh, services in uh, in Bunbury, Marga River, and Bustleton, and they were just awesome. Uh, the one at Bunbury, we had uh, Mr. and Mrs. Pearson uh, with us, who are the parents of. Jamie Pearson, the last police officer, serving police officer, killed on duty at Bunbury in 2004 or near Capel. Um, So it was just great that they were there and they were still part of the Blue family. And uh, we all got to pay respects not only to Jamie, but all the other fallen officers as well.
1: You know, um, I don't know if you realise this, but my dad was actually a London Bobby.
5: Oh, cool! And
1: Excellent. he, like I, very nearly didn't exist. Um, he had a like an awful incident happen back in the eighties with the IRA stuff, yeah. Um, where they were setting off bombs at tube stations, and um, there was about six bombs in sequence that he, you know, just about got done over in. And it was crazy times. Honestly, I just I, I can't reconcile the fact that that was my dad in the eighties. Do you know what I mean?
5: Yeah. Well, you, ne- you have you ever had the bug to join the police or? He,
1: he always wanted me to join the police. force. Yeah? yeah, he always did. I just don't like being told what to do.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, but and you get a taser as well. So it's fun. No, it's it's uh, it's the best. You know what I'm I think about the police, it is the best job in the world and uh. Yeah, but good on you. Thank you for your dad's service.
1: Yeah, well, he, he, he did a bit in um Australia as well. But, yeah, I mean, that was just yeah. a hectic incident in uh, in London back in the day. <laughs> um, but enough about that. Um, We've got a bit of opportunistic crime happening around, so it's just a reminder to tighten up.
5: Yeah, school holidays is always going to bring this out in people. And uh, we've had a couple of incidents down Marga River Way where, We've had people caught on CCTV just looking around uh, properties and and vehicles and the like and a couple of things, Nick. So uh, it's just another uh, uh, ideal time to let everyone know that's down in the southwest on holidays. Mm. Lock your stuff up. Don't leave it outside. Don't leave things um, that people can see inside your cars like wallets and handbags and laptops because people do that. And uh, just make sure you take it all inside and uh, lock it up and uh, just look after it.
1: Yeah. Good call. Um, something else that I wanted to ask you as well was, um, you know, how uh, we had the, the bit of a tense city happening at the Grand Bricknell Music Shell. I know that the it was the city of Bunbury that moved everyone along so they could do some maintenance. But I was just wondering, do you know where those people went? Like, are they all right? It just makes me worry.
5: Uh, I, I don't know. Look, how people see them on patrol sometimes and the and like. And uh and we actually look out look out for them and we'll uh, have chats to them and uh and uh and we support uh, the other uh, agencies that are out there the government and non-government agencies that do a fantastic job in making sure uh they're okay as well and uh look I, um i know there's a a real push to get more done around the homeless uh people and um and uh so yeah um I know it's
1: it, it's so complex like it's so complex but I just I don't know I suppose I it's good to it's good to talk about it and keep it at the top of the mind because these are some of the people that really fall through the cracks
5: yeah it's and it's interesting when you talk to them too just hearing the stories you don't know people actually have a preconceived idea about people that are on the streets and it's not until you actually get to say hello and hear their story just how much pain they're, they're going through and why we need to help people like that
1: I spoke to a bloke the other day he he wasn't very old or anything 25 years he's been on the streets like it's yeah. just yeah
5: yeah no it's um it, it's something that continues to be addressed and needs to be addressed. we can't take our foot off the pedal at all and that's why the police will not only support uh the people but also all the other agencies that, that are uh, on the front line dealing with it as well
1: yeah. well jeff it's always good touching base with you and thank you so uh, much and for i time. just
5: had i just had something come across my desk right now um oh. apparently yeah the opportunistic crime down at Mug River. Apparently there was a Fremantle Docker scarf left on the ground uh, uh, <laughs> at the scene of one of the crimes.
1: Oh, dig me. Before I do go, I do want to ask you something that is quite serious. What? If you were to put a nomination in for the Great Australian Songbook, what song would you pick? Oh, um, Totally throwing you on the spot here.
5: No, that's right. Look, anything cold chisel, anything cold chisel. And uh, I love Kaysan. And uh, um, and, and I've now got a taste for Bundy or something like that right now since I've said that. <laughs> and, uh, but I like anything cold chisel.
1: All right. I'm pretty sure they'll pop up somewhere in the Great Aussie Songbook. Enjoy yeah. your Oztober. I'll catch you next week. See you, Ange. On the line with me is Dr. Robin Morris from BSW Connect. So they are organising the Gala Awards Night for the Southwest Business Excellence Awards. The applications are in. The finalists have been announced and it's all go, isn't it, Doctor?
3: It is absolutely Angie, and we're really excited. And I've heard that, that there's a lot of excitement out there in the community amongst the finalists as well.
1: Oh, and because it's the whole of the southwest, and you know, in other years it's been quite Bunbury centric. How did we go in uh, in the spread for where all the businesses and the finalists are coming in from?
3: We had a terrific spread. Um, we had applications from across eight of our twelve local government areas in the southwest region. And probably the first time in all the time I've been involved with the awards, um, the the highest percentage didn't actually come from the um, city of Bunbury area, which was fantastic.
1: Good, because it it is the Southwest Business Excellence Awards and it's about connecting us all up as a business community because when each of the towns and cities does well, we all do well, don't we?
3: Absolutely, and we've been working hard in the last three years especially to try and get a bigger representation across the whole region.
1: So how was it sitting down and going through all those applications?
3: (laughs) Well, I tell you what, I certainly didn't envy the judges. Um, It was one of the longest judging sessions I've ever known. And uh, there was just such an incredible lineup of uh, high caliber applications in pretty much all of the uh, categories. And so the judge's Deliberation went on for multiple hours. Believe me. Oh
1: God, I can only imagine. <laughs> I mean, thank you so much to the judging panel because Absolutely. they they do it as volunteers, <laughs> don't they?
3: They do. And uh, one of our judges, which is Dave Emerson from uh, GWN Seven. Dave's been a judge for oh, probably about ten years that I'm aware of. Um, but we had Josh Hardy from uh, the and dunsborough area. And then we had two uh, Perth-based uh, judges, and one of which um, was Yana Cedar, who is with IPS Management. So we had a really great cross-section of judges.
1: That's good. I like that there's a couple of, of Perthies in there as well, because then you don't get that Southwest bias. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: it's good. It gives a good bit of balance to the judging process.
1: Oh, fantastic. So we're all on for the Gala Awards night. It's October 30th. How are tickets going?
3: They're, they're starting to sell, but I'd, in, I'd particularly encourage all the uh, finalists to get in there and not leave it too late um, because I'd hate for them to miss out. There'd be nothing worse than having your business name announced on stage and you're not there to pick it up. So yeah, look guys, We're in the final throes of organising all that, so get in there and buy your tickets.
1: Is there a theme for the evening that we need to be aware of for outfits?
3: Uh, Outfits is really just, we're going really formal, almost (laughs) Oscar-style dress because the last three years we've just had the star theme of, you know, we're, promoting star businesses, star business people. So we're we're really just going with that star theme of top-class, glitzy, glamour sort of uh, of, uh, approach to the awards and really make it a, a fantastic evening.
1: Beautiful. Well, it's always lovely to catch up with you. And just a reminder, BSW Connect is there to help businesses right here in the southwest. So if you ever have questions that you'd like to ask Dr. Robin, then please make sure you get online. Check it out. You've got an incredible team that is literally there for the business community.
3: Thanks, Angie, and great chatting to you again. Fishing.
6: A jerk on one end of the line waiting for a jerk on the other end
0: What's biting in the southwest on Triple M
1: with Holly Bustleton's most famous uh. fisher?
6: <laughs> How are you, mate? It always brings a <laughs> smile to my <me> face. So. <laughs>
1: and A clenched jaw. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Yeah,
6: yeah. Uh, you're lucky. I love you. So it's all yeah. good. So. All
1: right. What's, yeah. what's biting, mate? What's been happening right. in the seas?
6: Okay, firstly, quick see you later to Terry Faulkner. He's actually heading up to Geraldton to go and do a bit of, uh, I don't know, driving boats up there. He actually got as far as Bunbury and he's actually staying with Frank at the moment. He's got a bit of work up there. But Sunday morning, I got a phone call from Maxine. Um, She said a dolphin was up on the beach in front of her house. I sent you that sad photo.
3: Oh, yeah, broke my heart. yeah.
6: Yeah, it's ended up getting under the authorities and they I end mean, up sending a helicopter with a sling and they've taken it away for autopsy, I suppose. But um, I would put my would money on plastic bags. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was going to say my money is on plastic. So yeah. take you three know, for
6: keep... the sea. Yeah, we always take a bin out. You know, take all your stuff home, guys. It just makes sense. So, um, abalone season started the 1st of October till the 15th of May. So, um, yeah, guys, get into them. We used to always go down to Augusta and get our green lip, you know, but back those days, you're allowed to get 10 each, 30 a boat. Nowadays, I think it's three each and... Nine, a boat or something stupid like that. But, um, yeah, they're lovely. I love the old abalone. Uh, Maxine and I got out in the water on Wednesday. Finally, motors are running really well, but we did have a bit of trouble out there, which Maxine still won't let me ring Leisure Cat, but I'm sure I'm going to. Um, oh, and yeah. yeah, we sort of... No, I know, but with the northerly winds, it was still hard work. We caught a lot of dewies. But um, pink snapper, pink snapper, pink snapper. everywhere we went pink snapper. And the next thing, oh, queen snapper. So we've got a queen snapper, a couple of pinkies, and a nice ball groper. grouper. Um, Mick Strange, however, though, he was out off Coral Lumpsway there, and he got a nice 23-kilo dewy. So, yeah, well done. Him actually, in and topes um, were out there too. Apparently, we, we come a draw in the competition for the day. So that was all right. So, yeah, um, and a big thanks to Aquazone. When we got home yesterday, we come through the head. Be wary of this, guys. Um, because the dredge machine hasn't been there, it was 0.7 of a metre as we headed out. And then when we've come back in, it was um, low tide. Oh. So we actually yeah, we beat Romax in the middle of the head coming through, to which we got um, all the weed and stuff went through the motors. Yesterday, spent all day up there. Um, yeah, Mick and that really awesome, Chantel up there at Aquazone, cleaned all the motors out for us, you know. Just uh, be wary of that, guys. Uh, it's an expense that we don't want to have. So... Um, crabs are getting around, Jeff from it's getting out there, he's, he's getting a feed, but same thing, a lot of them are just little, so he's a bit small, um, squid, Scolzi, Chad, even actually talking to Jeff at Mamakit, he was saying, he goes up north, and up north there, they actually trawl for him, they reckon that the squid hang up on the top of the ocean, so you literally sort of drive along with a lure like you're trawling for a fish, so never, never knew that. The Big King George is still out in the 30 metres, actually at 8 metres to about 30 metres, sort of more Dunsey way, and out towards the Cape there, get out into them. And the Demersal Band, this time next week, there will be no dew fishing. The Demersals courts so, um, get into those guys. I think the weekend's not too bad, and even Thursday might be a good one too. So whales are everywhere. We saw a few pods of whales there, but not as many as they are. saying But I think they're more closer to the Cape. Uh, weekend weather Saturday, south Eastley, nine knots in the morning. Swinging south, south-easterly, eight knots, and then picking up a little bit to 12 knots in the Arvo. Sundays, easterly, eight knots in the morning. Northwesterly seven knots at lunchtime and swinging westerly seven knots in the um, afternoon. This is all in the bay, guys. Um, <laughs> probably, probably Thursday before the band comes on, guys. It'd be a good day for a sickie, so tight line.
1: <laughs> and uh, I just want to do a bit of a shout out. I'm heading out with Octopus Charters oh, yes. for yeah, my awesome. first scuba yeah. of the season. I've never, well dived, I've never dived the Lena wreck, wreck that's off Butto. Yep, yep, so yep. I'm heading out with a girlfriend from Perth to do that. Whip and uh, Holly, goal. I'm asking you publicly, can I please borrow yep. your Shark Shield. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll put it, send
6: me a message. I'll put it on charge for you tonight and call down tomorrow and grab that for sure. Actually, we might be coming up to Bunbury tomorrow for I'm up take the kids up 10 pin bowling, so I'll, I'll bring it up to you.
1: All right, into you somewhere. Good on you, mate. Yep.
6: Awesome, mate. Have a good weekend.
1: That's it. Extra Angie for breakfast. But before we go anywhere, I need to tell you about an experience I had at Arana Theatres in Busselton. It's a picture theatre, it's the movies, and I watched The Alpinist. It was the only one date anywhere in the southwest that you could see this film. It's a doco. It was made in 2020. I'd never heard of it before. And it's about a guy that goes rock climbing from Canada. He's 23 and the the relationship he has with what some people see as a sport or a hobby He just embodies it as a lifestyle. It's almost like a spiritual thing for him, his relationship with the mountains, the reasons why he climbs. And he doesn't just rock climb. He actually climbs without a rope and he does it in alpine environments, hence the name The Alpinist. And lots of rock climbers these days kind of get, you know, quite rock star about it. You know, it's all about the sponsorship and the docos and all of it and the social media. This guy doesn't even own a phone. Like he just climbs to be on the rock and what that gives him and how enriched his life is with it. It blew my mind. Um, I'm not going to tell you the ending because it'll ruin it for you, but God, it made me really think about what life is, why life is, what's our purpose, all those big thoughts, but in a really beautiful roller coastery kind of way. So that's my film recommendation this week is The Alpinist. And I've gone back and revisited a book. Uh, almost embarrassed to admit it, but I've read it probably at least three times already and I'm reading it again and I don't regret it. So if you like something a little bit different or perhaps you'd like to try something different, it's called The Name of the Wind. It is a fantasy, but the character, the main character in it is just someone like I've never... Seen, written before in fiction. You know what I mean? Like, he is a diamond in the rough. He's very flawed. Um, and I just kind of enjoy, I enjoy reading a character with flaws because I think I identify with it so much. All right. That's definitely enough out of me. I'll catch you next time on Extra Angie for Breakfast. In the wise words of Bill and Ted, be excellent to each other. And from me, be excellent to each other and yourself.
0: Angie for Breakfast.